we are interested in conflicts. Welcome back, guys, to Interest in Conflicts. My name's Gilletta. I'm Edward. And I'm Henry, their special guest, their first guest on this podcast. Okay, so Henry and I are friends from university. I don't know if I'm proud of that or not, but we got him on the show. He's a good friend of mine. A lot of... I can see Ed shaking his head. <laughs> okay, well, he uh, plays a lot of games, and he's proud of it, you know? And so is Ed. And I don't play games. But she plays sports. Yeah, I play sports. But Ed plays sports, and Henry plays sports. We all do. So we're going to start off with talking about differences, similarities with esports and sports, and just different things, whether, you know, esports can take over sports or why esports is a waste of time, perhaps, maybe, maybe not. So Henry, why don't you go ahead and talk about why you think esports is so great? So twitch.tv is like this popular platform where people can stream them playing video games. Um, back in the day, like maybe a couple of years ago, it would be 99.9% gamers. But now, recently, I think there's at least 10% of Twitch viewers that aren't only watching games. The two popular genres are music and just chatting. And just chatting is literally a category where people stream them doing like normal activities, like cooking or cleaning or going on a hike. Like this more diversified so people can actually go and like discover esports through the music and and the just chatting genres. So what about YouTube? If I was on YouTube because there's so many things on it and I bumped into highlights for sports reel and I'm like, wow, like it's really impressive, right? What professional players will do. That is also a segue into me really liking a sport or getting into a sport. Mm -hmm. I agree. But the point that I'm trying to make is, is the growth potential. And with traditional sports, it's likely that when you interview a random guy off the street, they've probably never heard of esports. They were never exposed to it. Right. But if you interview a guy off the street about soccer, it's very likely that they have seen professionals play soccer, right. whether it's on TV, on YouTube, right? So like just the awareness portion, just discovering esports is a whole new like thing to people rather than them already knowing about it, like soccer and basketball. Right. So you're just saying like with these online platforms, it's able to spread so fast like mm -hmm. and really catch up to the level of the norm of sports, like the common knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Twitch is providing a platform for a lot of new innovative ideas, and that's good for mm -hmm. trying new things and seeing what catches on. I think there's just good and bad to being able to expect something and good things also to being able to discover new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's uh, move on to the nature of esports. And I wanted to talk about how I view it. And you guys can definitely share your opinion on how you guys do. But I see it as, you know, it's grown so fast. It's almost has like a viral nature of how fast it grows. You, it's unpredictable because of that. Like you don't know, for example, how long is esports going to last? I don't know. It shot up recently, right? In the few, in the years that just came up. How long is it going to stay for? It just hasn't been around. The longer the years go by, the more certainty we would have of it. But because it's so new, it's uncertain. So I think with uncertainty, like the nature of it is so different and there's good and bad. And what I can see as a bad point or a con would be it's hard to plan around it, right? So you can invest in a lot of money in league tournaments, keep on growing them, make, planning out the new league tournament. I don't know, like making more international tour tournaments or whatnot. You can invest more and more money to it. 
and then suddenly a new game comes out and everyone just shifts over towards that and it's a, it's way better than league etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think like for that industry it's really hard to predict it's a lot of reaction based off of the fan base Another thing is like, how long will that game last and be an interesting game to watch before the next one comes along? Now this is prime, prime environment for innovators or people who like that risk. And that's great. I really respect that. I really respect the hustle. Like if the game goes out, you got to pick yourself back up. There's no certainty that, that that's going to last forever. And I like that. I like that because it's courageous to do that to go jump into something that you don't know lasts a long time, but you know you're passionate about it. I really do respect the players out there. Like, it's just a lot more unknown than sports are, a lot less secure kind of thing. Yeah. So will games die out? Let me know. What do you guys think? you think it's going to last around or? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to last around. But I think between the genres of games, like I know new games come once in a while, but between the genre of games, they're pretty transferable, I think. If you're talking about shooting games, you know, it doesn't matter what shooting game it is. Like, if you're really good at shooting games, you can probably get into another one pretty easily. Like CS and Valorant? Yeah, exactly. But that, wasn't that made mm-hmm. from the same creator or something? Sort of. No. But, oh. Yeah. Like They look identical. Yeah, they are. It's meant to be better. I think what it is with the games is a fight for people's time. Yeah, it is. Right? We have so many games. We're overloaded with the amount of options we have at this point. It's just what people choose their time to invest in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because that wasn't a thing with sports. Like, as a viewer, Mm -hmm. you didn't have to pick a sport. You just watched uh, hockey on Friday nights, uh, baseball on Tuesday, like whatever it would be. Now it's like you spend hours watching games, right? So your time is their money. Exactly. I know, yeah. (laughs) I agree that there's a lot of like... um, like volatility and like is very ambiguous you don't actually know what's going to happen mm-hmm. but as the as an industry like if you build a new soccer arena you can't really use that soccer arena towards basketball because they're not the same size you can like maybe add some renovations to it right but like if you build an esports arena it doesn't matter what game you play that that's going to be good for any game could you make a football field and a soccer field because they both are on grass. You would have to repaint the lines. Like you can make no modifications to the esports stage and play two different games, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, okay. right? And you can't do that with with traditional sports. Right. Organizations pick up pro teams in each game because they know like this is their risk mitigation. They know that League or CS is not going to be around forever. Um, Maybe Fortnite is the new hype. Mm-hmm. So now they have a new Fortnite team. Right. It might be a little bit unfair to the players. If Fortnite goes out, then like all the Fortnite players just don't have anything to do. But like the orgs and the industry itself, they're they're not gonna be short of talent, right? right. And right. and them building up the org rather than the building around a game is what's gonna allow them to continue to grow. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they have that approach of like they know the risk, they know the change, they know like you said, the ambiguity. And they're prepared for that, mm-hmm. right? Then they're, then they're going to survive. It's, it's like it's like how anything survives. It's just how well they adapt. Yeah. And like this, this, this sort of environment, you have to adapt quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, I just wanted to mention one more thing. Like League wasn't, it's not like some brand new game that just, you know, became really popular. Before League was Dota, which is essentially, it's, it's a similar game. And before Counter-Strike, there was, I don't know, like some other shooter that had the same objective so like the those are the two examples that i used and transferring between those two genres is relatively easy you wouldn't be able to go from league to counter-strike because like those are two different objective yeah. but like 
between League and Dota, between Counter-Strike and Fortnite and Valorant, like pro players should have a not easy time, but like it's it should be doable. So I, I kind of get it. Like I, I watch Ed play CS. I've seen Super Ma- Smash Bros. from watching my brother. What other ones? There was Dota. I see I see Ed play League or Dota. So I get I completely get what you mean by they're different. You can't just transfer that skill, right? Yeah. One is like knowing your character's features and like knowing how they I don't know beat the other ones and their strengths and weaknesses. The other one is like literally the accuracy of how how quick your mouse is and how accurate you are with your key with your mouse. And then mm-hmm. yeah, Super Smash Bros is completely like I don't know how fast you do the combos, right? And like dodging and all yeah. that stuff. Um, right. So I know I know that there are genres. I know that like yeah. different games fit in different ones. And essentially, if they're in the same genre, would you not have a lot of transferable skills to move over? You would. That, like a lot of CS:GO pros are gonna already sign to Valorant teams that like don't even have any tournaments coming up. Mmm. Wow. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think shooting games is very. Like, probably the easiest transferable skill is just shooting games. Because it's just mm-hmm. about reaction time and aiming. Like, I would say League and Dota are still pretty different, because... You have to learn the characters? Yeah, you have to learn the characters. And there's, like... Like, the, the mechanics the games are built upon are, like, different. Although it's the same bigger objective, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, some games you can have tournaments for, some you can't. And what, what makes yeah. that, right? It like be competitive. Yeah, it has to be competitive. One thing we were talking about was, you know, those storyline games that could never... Mario can't be... You can't do that. Yeah. You just accomplish it, right? You can't... Does it have to be against someone live? I think... I think, I think so. you ha- it has to be an online, like, game where you can compete against other people, right? It has to be, a, like, a fair game. Like, you both have equal, you know, advantages of winning. There's, like, a thing on how to make a game fair, you know? Like, both teams have the same to start with. And then you're competing against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember bringing up tennis in badminton to try to get people who don't play games to understand what how, how genres right. are different. Let's say you're a badminton player, right? And tennis is also a racket sport. It's not like you could just, like you're the top player in badminton. You can't just jump to tennis and be the top player in tennis because you'd yeah. still have to learn all the te- new techniques, right? Can you... Can you? You could probably do some things well. You could probably serve really strong, right? Well, I don't even think that. I actually don't know. Like you could, like there is some transferable things, and there's like how to play with a single person, how to like how to mess with their mind or whatnot, right? Technical skills. Yeah, there's like there's like mind games you could play, right? Like all that is transferable. Like a lot of the mental stuff is transferable. Right. Yeah. So I think for games, probably is the same thing, right? You can. Met, like strategies that you could probably transfer even through genres yeah. but not you still have to learn all the the, the technical like intricacies yeah, I think so. mm-hmm. if you wanted to compare it to like real sports i think going from counter-strike to league to smash is the equivalent of going from a racket sport to like basketball to like wrestling right you know it's yeah. yes you do need specific micro like mechanics to excel at those games yeah but like a a player from badminton to tennis will transition a lot smoother than a player from basketball to tennis yeah like you can agree on that for sure right yeah that's that's like going from cs that's like going from league to dota versus cs to dota right um and then like like they're they're professional so like 
it's safe to assume that they're getting to a point where all their mechanics are really good and it's not like there's nothing to worry about i think it's more like you need to like build the intuition for for the game itself so yeah. like for league of legends it's the matchup itself for counter-strike it's like knowing where the enemy could be hiding when the yes. bomb is planted yeah. stuff like that right yeah and then for like real sports it would be like what type of shot do you play in this in this scenario exactly that's a really good point you made there with the intuition of the game i really agree with that it's like that's it's like just the nature of the game having that that comes with time right the more you play the more people you play yeah. the different styles they have you pick up all of that and same with mm -hmm. the game that's why like switching over you have to restart with zero intuition of the game yeah yeah nice so can esports replace sports then at the end of the day or like which one's gonna dominate can they do you think they could exist at the same time yes what do you mean well like Esports is growing faster and faster, yeah. and like I said, people's time's limited. Do you think that they're gonna stop watching sports and go move to esports? I don't think for a while, no. Cause like, as long as like, there's people still outside playing sports, they will watch that sport they're playing probably at the competitive level. Yeah. So then, will they just coexist with each other? Yeah, like people just will spend more time with entertainment because they have more convenience. Like, like meal prep kids are delivering to your house, so you got more time to watch sports or eSports. That's efficient. I like that. <laughs> right. So I think, so what you're saying is people are becoming more and more efficient, right? They're, we don't vacuum anymore. We got a little Roomba, right? Something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. all these things are giving us more time. To spend on entertainment. We don't have to go drive to work. We can work remote. Stuff like that. Like, that helps too, right? Do you think they could coexist? Uh, I think that if it comes to it, esports will take over. And what I mean by if it comes to it is that if we have to decide that if we want to have a new arena built for traditional sports or esports, maybe not right now, but in the next 10, 20 years, esports will actually just take priority in building new arenas. But I think they're like kind of transferable though. The arenas, I mean. Like, yeah, I get it. There would be the setup time. I know, like, the Dota tournament, when I went in Vancouver, it was just, it was in the uh, baseball field, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. Now then there's going to be a scheduling issue right. where would you rather, would you rather have esports happening on, like, during prime time on the weekends? Or would you rather have baseball, right? Like, there's definitely still going to be a good number of viewers for baseball. Yeah. But like I think it's as like the new generation grows up and starts to pay for things. Yeah. Kids nowadays I think they're more likely to opt in for for esports rather than real sports. Although that is not what like maybe that's not what their parents or our generation necessarily right. believes is good for them. Right. But it's just so much more convenient to pursue esports than to actually pursue real sports. Mm -hmm. Like it's like what if I told you you can make millions of dollars at 16 years of age yeah just playing computers right like any kid's gonna take that yeah, yeah. the hardest part of, of being a professional athlete is training when you're young because you want to go out and play but you can't training isn't the same thing as playing like playing soccer is not the same thing as doing soccer drills yeah right yeah for like the younger generation i think definitely kids they would want to pursue esports more than they would want to pursue real sports Mm -hmm. Yeah, you said like um, sports is harder to train, I guess master, or yeah, because he's saying that you can train at home for as many hours as you want, and whereas soccer you can't train solo as as like you're not going to benefit so much from that than having a coach, having your team yeah. doing the drills, having that set up. Whereas like you can train at home, 
and like probably play with your team co- relatively easily. Yeah. You don't need your coach to be around to teach you, right? Yeah. There's going to be good players out there who like can easily connect with. Yeah. And also you need longer to train to be better at a sport. Like you need to be like a gymnast for like 10 years probably before you can compete at like national That's level. True. But you can just play like CS for like a few years or something to be good. Let's compare how esports is different from sports. Obviously, sports you have to be physically strong, and esports you don't have to be physically strong, but you have to be mentally strong. Actually, for both you have to be mentally strong. So there's similarities and differences, <laughs> and I want to outline what you guys think of that. For esports, not involving the physical aspect is actually a pro, and it will be more like attractive for, let's say, the females that wouldn't nest like i mean I'm not trying to be sexist but like females aren't necessarily like wanting to be professional athletes excuse me right it's because i mean it's not it's not me it's just society like there's a huge wage gap between female and male pro sports and as a as a young female aspiring athlete like you're not going to want to go into a field where you're working so hard so physically demanding and at the end of the day, you're not making the same as your male counterpart. Both esports and sports have that. It's male dominated, right? So, what's the league scene for a woman? Like, there's still no girls on tier one teams, no? No, yeah, there isn't. But why? Even as kids, even when we were kids, video games were for boys. Like, that's just how it was. Okay. All we're saying here is that esports gives a more leveled playing field for male and female. Right. Because yes, the physical exactly. aspect is removed. Right, right, yeah. I right. agree. Male are just okay. born stronger. That's a fact. We cannot argue that, right? But for video games, it needs a little bit more than intelligence, I think. Okay, what does it need? I don't know. I don't know what the reaction time or whatever of yeah. male and female are. I agree. But for things like, like chess, for example. I would say chess is a gender neutral game. It's literally all brain power, I would say. No mechanic. You don't even have to literally move anything if you don't want to, you know? But computer games still require reaction. Which I don't know if that it's contributing to why there's no top female players. Could be, but I don't know. What about chess when you have a timer? So like two minute chess rounds? But that's still, you're still thinking. It is still at thinking. A faster speed. Do you think that that's still gender neutral? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess the debate here it's, is like if reaction time matters, but think about league. If re- league doesn't require reaction time, no, it does it? Kind of does. Okay. Like yeah. to a degree. Does it? Yeah, you need accuracy and yeah. reaction time. Oh, okay. I just saw them move slowly, so. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I guess the question is right. Like, do males are they born with a faster reaction time? Yeah, I'm not sure too. Uh, another thing with why I think there's more males than females in this industry, in the gaming industry, in pro sports, is because I think that society is more accepting of males to take risks. It's more respected, and because of that, males do. It's way easier for someone to do what they're supposed to do than for someone to defy the odds. Mm-hmm. Now, are there women that take risks? Of course, and that should be normal. It shouldn't be... I'm not going to downplay their... That how difficult it was to do those risks and for any male or female those are, those are things to respect of someone right mm-hmm. but it shouldn't hold you back like the societal impact of that is hard it's very hard for women to like to also push through it's just another barrier is what yeah. i'm saying i think that like the fact that that's a social norm that women aren't supposed to take risks is very illogical and it's like 
kind of like our unconscious has accepted that. Mm-hmm. So something I wanted to point out that I that I thought of when when looking at why there are less females than males in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think risk is one of them. I agree with the risk part. I definitely think it is expectation of society. I think it's almost comparable to like the STEM field. There's so many more males than females in STEM, not because males are smarter. It's because like females weren't exposed to STEM right as as much. Women in engineering and like all the CS organizations are trying to get more females to be exposed to this stuff. And it's just like they never got the same exposure as males for whatever reason. Right. right, and you're saying and that like, video games is the same thing. Video games is the exact same thing. Like, you don't hear girls at recess talking about Call of Duty. <laughs> Who knows? But, but yeah. yeah, you're saying that can change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think... I wonder what yeah. the, the psychology behind that is, right? Like, these games are tailored for boys, right? Maybe, okay. I don't know, maybe, I mean, if you want to talk psychology, maybe it's just because boys are more mature and they're more toxic. Like, you got 12-year-olds talking shit on Call of Duty, right? Right, And they, they're swearing and all that stuff, but yeah. a 12-year-old girl wouldn't necessarily do that. Like, And, and the video game environment is pretty toxic. Yes, I agree like, with that, and I also don't like that. Yeah, no one likes the toxic community. But it exists. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, and and that's also one of the reasons I I think why girls don't want to play video games is because like... Because it comes with it. If you look at the genre of the game, player versus player versus player versus PC, Mm -hmm. it's not that girls don't like playing video games because so many girls have bought the Nintendo Switch, right? And they play more casual games that are competitive and challenging, but they play on their own without having to interact with other people that might hurt their feelings. Whereas boys like competition and like, you know, and like talking shit and stuff. Listen, which is just, I have a yeah. big thing on that. Sports. Do I like running? Do I like swimming? Do I like whatever thing that's like a based off of your time? I like badminton. I like to play against someone too. I like to beat someone too. I'm not saying girls don't like competition. I'm saying they don't like to be criticized as much as boys. Okay, okay, yeah. If you were if you were playing badminton as like a rookie and your opponent would just be like, yo, you're so shit, why do you play badminton? Like you're never gonna be good. Like would you have continued to play badminton? Depends. I, it depends, depends on what drive like whether that drives me or not. Like um, it depends on like how you take it. Like you don't pick up a sport being like, you know, I really wanna get good at this. I believe I'm gonna be the best. You you pick it up and you're like Oh, well, this is actually pretty fun. And then you, over time, you get better, mm-hmm. right? But then think of it like you're picking up a video game. Maybe a girl's try to play Call of Duty. They hop onto like Xbox Live and all the boys are like, is that a fucking girl? Right. Like, <laughs> you're not going to want to play that. Yeah. yeah. I think guys are more likely to want to get better after that. And girls are more likely to stop. Exactly. I get that. The testosterone. Yeah. So Ed always tells me about when he plays soccer, he's like, you just don't get it. Because I watch him play soccer in, in his like leagues, and I don't get it. I'm like, why does a guy have to spit in another guy's face <laughs> to make a point? That guy got suspended. I was like, why is that necessary? I don't get it. Just play, right? Like, And I know girls, they'll, they'll fight too. They'll like, they'll like pull each other's hair in soccer or whatever, use earrings to poke each other, whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. like, it's, <clears throat> it's definitely different like how that's handled, right? And like mm-hmm. I can, I can agree that obviously it'd make me angry if someone's like, "Yo, you're shit," and then I play them. And I'm like, I have to beat this person because of what you said to me, right? I, I can't say because we we both can't say, but I can maybe guess that it's stronger in guys than girls because of the testosterone level. Yeah, just like how like 
it's just going to add to your competitiveness more than it would add to a female's competitiveness. Yeah. Not yeah. saying that a female can't be competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're not saying that females can't be competitive. Let okay. the record show that we are not sexist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. That was good. Can we talk about training? Yeah. So let's talk about like how it's different and similar esports versus athletes. Like in Korea, like training for esports at a young age is institutionalized already. You know, there's like proper schools and boot camps for that. Which like, there's like sports schools here. Yeah, like sports academies here. Yeah, I'm just saying they take it way more seriously there because they know how much money you can make from that. It's not just playing games. Right. Yeah. I think the reason esports is bigger in like those Asian countries as opposed to like here yet, like Asian people aren't generally as athletic as white people or black people, and that's like proven, right? Like, so I think in those countries, their children might not actually like sports as much, or like won't be like coerced into playing sports because it's not the norm there. Mm. Whereas here it's like not getting to that point yet but like i think like asia is definitely one of the regions that is leading in league of legends pro play like korea south korea not even close like they're by far the best region in in pro league yeah Mm -hmm. i was gonna say thinking about that is way closer ingrained into the asian culture Whereas sports, like baseball, is ingrained into the white culture. Because that was the big thing, is how relevant has sports been in how many years? It's lasted years! I don't know, I don't have the number, but like for sure, like decades, right? Whereas esports is like recent. So, mm-hmm. so I think it's such an important thing to think about how it's ingrained in our culture and how that affects like it's more on the in- intellect side yeah. of gaming, right? Or just our interest gravitates towards that is what you're saying. Of course, there are exceptions. Mm-hmm. I don't like playing games. I like playing sports, right? But you're saying the majority. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I think sports is a luxury because it takes more time and it takes more space and it takes more, you know, organization, whatever. Games, you just hop on and you play. And I think, uh, like, Asian countries, they don't have that luxury. Like, they don't have the space. They don't have the, um, like, history of sports. So they don't have, like, facilities already built. Like, there's no scholarships like oh yeah you see here so like for sure like if you're well off i think you send your kids to play sports but i think it is like a luxury that they can't afford that's why too that's a big thing in sports is how poor like family can get their kid to become a pro it's like really hard yeah because Mm -hmm. you they have to pay for your training their support system has to commit to your career right (coughs) You're investing a lot. Like, it's a huge risk to be like, my kid's going to become pro. Again, it's super, like, it's such a success story when you hear that. Someone who comes out top. Like, I know, uh, I've heard that Serena William, her dad, like, he, he, he wasn't that wealthy, but he saw that, you know, tennis players get a lot of money, and he's like, my daughter is going to become the champion. And just, like, invested yeah. all his life. Like, every penny, every time, extra time was all to that. It was, like, mm-hmm. super helpful. It was like, wow, like, that's incredible. It's just so much easier, which is great, to give opportunities to people who have different financial levels to be on the same playing field. Yeah. And I, right. yeah, I think that's a big thing in sports where it's like so difficult. Yeah, like that investment makes it so much more risky for you to pursue a, a, a career as a professional athlete. Yeah. Rather than for you to become like an esports player, right? Like right. with esports, you just need a computer and you just need time. Yeah. Well, that's all you need to do. Exactly. But like for professional athletes, you have to go to training. You have to actually like buy good equipment and all yes. that stuff. And this yeah. is like, 
your computer is not going to break down over a year because you played a lot. Yeah. If you play golf, for example, like one of the most expensive sports, right? Like it's golf balls cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And like, that's also like the other thing about esports is that it's really, it's not resource intensive at all. Yeah. You don't need to build a soccer arena. All you need is a computer, but for like traditional sports, you actually need, you know, more resources. Like for golf, you would have to buy the a lot of golf balls, right? And then for soccer, you would need to go and rent out a soccer stadium to practice. Tennis especially is expensive because tennis courts cost so much money right. to play, yeah. right? So like you don't need any of that. So mm-hmm. there's not a high investment to trying to become a professional esports player. Right. That high investment makes it so much riskier mm-hmm. for like traditional athletes. Mm-hmm. There's so much more space in Canada, but South Korea, they don't have that much space. That's why right. like esports is becoming such a thing because all you need is just a computer and you can sit in your house and play and, you know make money potentially another thing yeah another thing with training is since it's online to play against the top person right to find another really really good player it's so easy you just you can play someone from anywhere and Mm -hmm. that training that opportunity right i would have to travel to do that if i was playing a sport and that is really valuable Mm -hmm. agreed yeah Mm -hmm. One final thing to mention about similarities between esports and sports that I found were interesting were the regulations put in place. The more the more talking about it with you guys is like, oh, they really do compare and they really are similar in many ways. Both of these, you can't just join and if everyone hates you because you're an asshole and they don't want you on the team, you're not going to get far because it's team oriented, whether it's a team sport or you're playing some esport that is also team oriented, right? Um, you can't cheat. There are refs in sports that'll call you out, give you a yellow card live. And when you're playing esports, Ed mentioned that there are moderators who will watch you. So I don't know if you hack your computer, they'll be able to tell you're not clicking, but you're shooting. I don't know what exactly. Yeah. You guys can elaborate on cheating for esports. Like when you're playing, like they usually have people like looking at your screen to make sure there's nothing like sketchy going on. Like everyone is watching exactly what you're watching. So like it's pretty easy to tell if you're cheating because if you're doing something that's, you know, unbelievable, like repeatedly, then it's there's no way it's possible. There's also the concept of purposefully losing where you can get banned from uh, from your league. And I've seen this in badminton where I think there was a team that purposefully lost. It's called throwing. Yeah, throwing. And it's sad and it ruins the sport and et cetera, et cetera. We can all agree that that's so, so sad to do, right? But I don't know, maybe they get a bigger prize pool. They just have a better chance of winning in the cons- consolation at a round. So same thing, like if you do that, you get banned in sports and then for esports you do as well, right? Yeah. 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 Which is really good. With traditional sports, I think it's it's easier to get away with unethical things than it is in, in League of Legends or CS. So like, for example, calling timeouts like basketball, oh, football, yeah, tennis, like someone could be on a roll, right? And you call a timeout, they take that two minute break and then the game completely shifts. Yes. Like it's people do that as part of their strategy. Yes, I do that. Is it fair? No. Yes. But it's, it's it fair. happens. It's part of the no, rule. No, it's not. Yeah. It's yes, it is. Yeah. It's why would they allow that? The timeout isn't just for a break. They know that a t- giving you a timeout or however many timeouts they give you, like to as at your dispense, you can use it. I know. I, I know. I'm just saying, like it is unfair though to the other player. It's it's allowed, but it's not fair. You can't do. You can't just like call a timeout 
in esports and then like completely shift the momentum well like people do that in counter-strike though they do pause like on purpose but they only get like one right yeah they only get like a like one or two yeah yeah and like traditional like basketball you get four timeouts um in tennis you get like i think you get a lot but basically like roger federer who's like the best player in tennis widely regarded as like the most honest player right and most ethical he he called a a medical timeout which is in which isn't even like a regular timeout at when he was losing and people online are just like bashing him he only called that timeout because he was losing right and you don't face that criticism online like with esports because they don't really allow for you to do that go more than just one timeout like with traditional sports there's so many gray areas right yeah. like that's what I was yeah yeah, there's there's not really that many gray areas in in esports. You're cold. you're either good or you're bad. So in in that sense, well, it's harder for you to throw as an individual and as a team. Whereas like in traditional sports, you can pretty much argue anything, right? Like who knows if Roger Federer actually needed that medical timeout or I... if he just needed a five minute break because he was getting old. There's a there's yeah. there's like um, line calls. Exactly. So there are line obviously people who watch the lines for you. But if you intimidate them, obviously as a move, which is strategic, you could like mm-hmm. taunt the line caller to not to lie, essentially, or be unconfident with their call. Yeah. So I think Serena, yeah. I've seen a video, Serena Williams did that. She was like, like, what are you going to do? What are you, what's that call? Right. And, mm-hmm. and then the person was so intimidated, they called it in. Yeah. And then like, is that not allowed? No, she can. Yeah. Is it the fault of Serena or is it the fault of the line person? <coughs> it's the line person. It's- no, it's the fault of the sport. No, it's it's yeah. the, like it's unsportsmanlike, yeah. but they can't do anything about it. I would argue it's part of the sport though, which makes it like interesting. Like mm-hmm. and that's why like in soccer, like for the longest time they didn't have goal line technology. So goals that like looked in, if the ref didn't see it, it just didn't count, right? You know how soccer people always make fouls, fake yeah. fouls? That's yeah. another thing. It just got but integrated that's part into of the game, it. Yeah. But you can argue part like of the... intimidation is part of the game, and like, like blocking the ref's view on purpose is part of the game. Oof. But you know, like oof, that's high IQ. Exactly. But <laughs> you can argue that is part of the game. But from a fairness standpoint, like esports is more fair and more officiated and yeah. um, like more regu- better regulated right. than professional sports yeah. because no they remove. Like, yeah. You shoot the guy in the head and he dies. He dies. Yeah. You, can't, you don't just like you miss. You it's miss. You know. Yeah. yeah. You, you. There's no like line call there. Yeah. There's no. There's black and white. Yeah. That's interesting too. No, but I was gonna say like chances. The fact that there's uncertainties in real life is also what makes it interesting. Like, you can't predict where football is gonna bounce, or like you can't predict if two players accidentally run into each other. Own goals would never happen. You know, like the the idea of an own goal or a... a mishap, yeah. Yeah, would never happen mm-hmm. in a game. Right. In a video, in a, in a video game, yeah. yeah. But the the fact that it can happen in real life, like the chances of that, it's like also what makes it interesting. Like if you, if you throw a grenade in a game a hundred times, it's going to go to the same spot a hundred times, right? But like if you throw a ball a hundred times, it's gonna miss by a bit or like you can't even throw it the same place a hundred times you know there's real life random whether it be like i don't know small things like wind or something like that cannot be accounted for makes it unpredictable more interesting 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I agree. It's I mean it's more entertaining to watch. Right. Stuff happen that like, shouldn't have happened, right? Right, yeah. Like yeah. especially in Formula One where cars break, like like the video game program is not gonna put in like your car just broke, you know? Like Right. Or like something mm-hmm. dumb like Right, something or like, oh, some, yeah. like logistic issues or something. Yeah, like, when something dumb happens in sports, yeah. it's like that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think they try to random they try to incorporate randomness in video games through like RNG. Yeah, exactly. Like crit, for example. Yeah. Or like, like percent chance of something, yeah. Yeah. I know, yeah. I think that's but it's not so, yeah. I mean, I don't know, you can argue both sides. Some people like a controlled environment, some people liked like a more random environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they give both, right? Like, there's games that, that have controlled and games that don't. Yeah. Yeah, whereas sports is only random. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you still have the same view or stance on esports versus traditional sports? I don't think that esports can dominate sports. I think that sports will always exist and have a right reason to. And... I think that it's just like more people finding exactly what they're interested in. So maybe a lot of people out there were playing sports because they had to. But now that they have more options, they're gravitating to what they actually like. And that's a great thing. Like they're they're almost in a certain sense divided because you can do both and you can do none. You can choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a perfect world, they will coexist. Yeah, I think they will. And I like sports better than esports. So still remain the same. Yeah, I think as a non-biased person who has... Who has partaken in both activities? I think sports and esports offer different, like very different forms of entertainment. Yeah. Sports, like you actually need some sort of physical activity every day, you know, to stay healthy. Yeah. So I think that aspect, like it'll keep sports around. Yeah. But in terms of like professional athletes, though, it's getting so much harder for new talent, you know. Whereas for esports is getting easier, right? So I yeah. That's, that's kind of like the big difference for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I think people will still play sports and esports. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Henry. We're honored. Well, to- actually, just what? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. See you later. Bye. Bye.